Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dumb's Hit Music Station, F104, Louise Ty here with you. Until one, I'm now joined on the line by journalist Lauren Bravo. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. So you've written a book, How to Break Up with Fast Fashion. Yes, I have, yeah. So, So tell me, I suppose, before you've written the book and before you had decided to do that, which I'd say was tricky... What was your situation with fashion before that? I love it. Um, I've always loved it. I mean, it's been my my kind of hobby all of my life, really, ever since I was a little girl. I Mm. was obsessed with dressing up and dressing up my Barbies and sort of scribbling uh, designs for clothes down on notepaper and things. Um, And I've always shopped. And I think in my 20s, it did just get a little bit out of hand. So Mm. I was constantly thinking about clothes. It was, you know, every Friday night after work, I'd end up sort of pacing up and down the high street you know one more shop just another shop and there might be the dream outfit in there I was always online shopping I was constantly having to go to the post office with all of my returns Mm -hmm. um it it just started to consume my life a little bit took up quite a lot of space in my head as well um and then then I started reading about the environmental impact and of course the humanitarian problems of the fashion industry and I just knew that something had to change so when did that break come? When did you go, right, today is the day I'm going to have to do something big? <laughs> well, it was sort of, it was two things, really. It was a bit of a gradual step away from um, from buying fast fashion that I think came, this is a little bit of a cliche, I know, but when mm-hmm. I turned 30, mm-hmm. I did start to reassess a few things. I think a lot of us do. And um, I started volunteering in a charity shop. And I've always loved charity shops, even while I was, you know, at my the peak of my kind of ASOS yeah. and Zara habit. Would you have already, already bought from from charity shops before? Yeah, I always have because my parents are really into them. They absolutely love charity shops. And yeah. when we were kids, we used to wear a lot of clothes from charity shops. I think partly just because we didn't have loads of money. And, you know, they've always kind of liked the thrill of the treasure hunt, I yeah. think. And that's something you I didn't know what you were going to find. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, so I started volunteering in, in a local shop and, 
I loved it. And of course, volunteering, it just meant that I saw all the good stuff when it was coming in and <laughs> I bought more and more stuff secondhand. And I found myself just a bit exhausted with the mm. high street, to be honest. I just didn't have the energy anymore. It didn't make me feel good about myself. Uh, the clothes that I bought, I would wear them and love them for maybe two weeks and then I would feel bored of them or they would kind of stretch out in the wash or, you know, I just kind of lost my enthusiasm. So it, that sort of started changing a couple of years ago. And then I decided to challenge myself last year. On the 1st of January, I gave up buying new clothes completely. So oh, the 1st of January, that's a lot hand. of pressure, isn't it? Yeah, so I did it for a year. <laughs> okay. Um hashtag not new year my friend came up with the the tag and we both did it and sort of cheered each other on um and yeah and so that year is is over now but I I'm pretty sure I'm not going back yeah how did you prepare I suppose to do that like did you go out and buy a load of things and was like right this is going to do me (laughs) or how did you how did you start I suppose well, I did on New Year's Eve. I have to say, I did have a sort of emergency, uh, a last hurrah. You know, I went on ASOS and did a bit of a binge and bought a load of dresses. And then they all arrived, I think, on like the 2nd or the 3rd of January. And I just remember this real feeling of like, this is my last chance. You know, these are my last <laughs> new clothes, uh, potentially for forever. Um, and, and actually, I tried them all on and they were all a bit disappointing and I sent mm. them all back. So... Yeah, there was not a lot of preparation, but I just knew that I had a wardrobe bursting with stuff. I had so many clothes that needed love and, you know, deserved to be worn. So it wasn't a bad place to start, really. No, and I also think the whole buying clothes is kind of an addiction. I'd kind of put it in the same loop. Yeah. Because I worked in a department store for years and you'd kind of just buy to buy something. Like That's I'd, it. I'd I go mean... out on my lunch and I'd come back with a bag of stuff going, I don't know why <laughs> I have any of this, you know? yeah. Oh, it is. It's a really compulsive habit. I mean, when I was younger, I would go out um, to sort of the nearest big city for a shopping day and I would buy things just to look at something on the train mm. home. You know, it was that real feeling yeah. of, well, I'll be sad if I come home empty handed. Yeah. Whereas now if I go shopping, you know, if I go to secondhand shops or whatever and I come home second handed, um, empty handed, sorry, I don't consider that a failure. I kind of think, oh, well, I had a nice day. I yeah. didn't find anything. I didn't need anything anyway it's a success if anything so a lot of it was about changing my mindset you know it was really about reprogramming Mm. those kind of urges that we all have that tell us that we need new things all the time so how would you or what tips would you give to somebody who's kind of thinking of doing the same thing but a little scared of maybe doing it I would say first of all like don't expect too much of yourself so if the idea of not buying anything new for a year is terrifying Mm -hmm. do a month and then see if you can do another month um and so on and I think you know if you if you slip up say and I don't even like using language like slip up but Mm. if you do buy something it doesn't mean that's it give up forever you know just the next day don't buy anything and the next day after that try not to buy anything um I think yeah baby steps I would say a lot of it as well is about really appreciating the clothes you own so get everything out of your wardrobe put you know put it all on the bed really like marvel at how many clothes you have because most of us kind of privileged people um in the western world most of us do a lot more than we really need so you know try and get them out and like take care of your clothes give them an iron kind of you know, mm-hmm. hang them up properly, have a big dressing up session and try them on in different combinations and think about different ways of wearing things. 
and just try and sort of find that fun and excitement in your wardrobe rather than at the shops. It's so true, um, actually, because we do have so many and you can make so many different variations with your outfits, with stuff that you might already have or stuff that you've forgotten. Yeah. I was only saying there, I found a dress that my mom had in the 60s that I'm thinking of getting dry cleaned and wearing it at some point. Amazing. Yeah, Which, I think... That, that's, that's totally part of it is just kind of uh, being a bit imaginative, isn't it? And going back yeah. to things that maybe you've got bored of and thinking, oh, well, I could wear that with a different skirt or top now and actually it looks like a whole new outfit. This is it. And have you done anything like have you, uh, you know, added sleeves to something or tailored something for yourself to make it different? Yes, I do. So I um I'm not brilliant at sewing. I don't even have a sewing machine in my flat anymore. Um, but I do quite a lot of very scrappy alterations just by hand in front of the TV or whatever. Mm. Um, but I take things up. I'm actually, so right right now as we speak, I've been in the middle of taking up a dress for my book launch tomorrow. Um, so I will alter hemlines. I will alter necklines. Um, sometimes I'll do kind of slightly more dramatic alteration jobs. So in the summer, I bought a vintage dress that I really loved the sort of bottom half of it, but mm. I didn't like the neckline. So I completely changed that. I added straps instead. And if you look close up, I mean, it's not a professional job, you know, like it's quite messy, but no one cares. Like no one's looking that closely at your stuff. So I really encourage people just to kind of, you know, be a bit more daring, get a bit more creative about changing things, because ultimately we've got to remember that clothes should be auditioning for us and not the other way around. I love that. You know, you've got to make them work for you. <laughs> so true. But I was we were only talking about last week, we were talking about mood boards and creativity and having that outlet because when you kind of lose school, at least here, we kind of lose that because you aren't really in that mindset to kind of st- sit down and stick something together or sew something together. Where is this giving you that outlet as well, which is nice. Yeah, I think um, we have sort of lost that, that mm. knack of being creative because we're so used to just going out and buying something new every time we feel a bit bored. Yeah. So we have sort of, we've forgotten how to style things up. Even something as simple as just putting a jumper on top of a dress and suddenly it looks like a skirt. You know, it yeah. sounds so obvious, but most of us forget to do that. We just go out and buy a new skirt. It's so true. And also kind of going back to maybe what our parents would have done. Because I always remember as a kid having like, knee pads that would have been sewn on because I would have gone through the knees on my trousers or something yeah. like that, you know? it's simple <laughs> things that we can I suppose that we can do to make it a bit more fun as well when you're kind of feeling oh I'd love to just go and wander around the shops or do a bit of window shopping you know yeah definitely and I think you know look I still shop I still buy a lot of secondhand stuff yeah um, and I am trying to cut down even on that because I'm still probably buying more stuff than I really need <laughs> so you know I don't want people to ever feel it's kind of deprivation you know it shouldn't be this huge sacrifice it should actually be something that um you know gets you enthused about clothes again gets you excited and really helps you sort of feel like you're in control of your wardrobe Mm -hmm. a little bit more rather than being kind of um controlled by the high street by trends by shops and can you see yourself keeping up with this yeah I think so I mean obviously I've written a book on it now so I can't really go back (laughs) you're kind of putting your big stamp on it (laughs) But even if even if I hadn't, um, after a year, uh, yeah, the idea of going back into Zara makes me exhausted. Mm. Like quite honestly, I just I just don't want to anymore. Um, I mean, now that I've completed the challenge, I will let myself buy new things if they're from a sustainable brand. Maybe mm-hmm. just occasionally, yeah. um, because we are seeing some amazing new sustainable brands coming through that are doing things really differently. They're using. Um, really great kind of innovative fabrics and paying everybody a fair wage and so I want to support brands like that so I you know never say never but generally speaking no me me and the high street are done I think and did you enjoy the process of writing the book 
I did. I did. It was, um, I mean, some of it was quite hard because some of the stats that I was reading were, you know, quite harrowing and quite scary. I think people don't realize the environmental damage that is being kind of reaped on our planet by the fashion industry is really quite horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, fashion has a sort of greater carbon footprint than flying and shipping combined, which people just don't realize. And I didn't really realize. It's mad. And you know, we hear so much about not flying and we're, we're all kind of worried about carbon emissions, but people don't realise that their clothes are contributing to this hugely. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, we can't ignore the people that are suffering for those clothes. So when we go down to, to Primark or H&M and buy something very cheap and we think, gosh, that's a bargain. Well, it's a bargain because somewhere, uh, somebody somewhere is paying the price. You know, they're suffering for it. They're earning an absolute pittance. Mm-hmm. So learning about all of that was pretty hard. But I'm really glad I did, you know, and yeah, it was a really satisfying process actually writing the book because it really helped me kind of, I I guess, thrash out quite a lot of my own emotional issues with fashion. You know, it was a little bit of a kind of therapy session as well. It really made me realize why I feel um, my clothes and my self-esteem are so sort of tied together in a way that they probably shouldn't be. So you probably probably (laughs) learned a lot about yourself doing this, even if it was just kind of like, I'm just going to do it. It was kind of like a spur of the moment thing. You probably ended up learning quite a bit about yourself and... And the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I mean, writing a book is, it's a very solitary endeavor. You know, mm. you do get quite lonely and you do go a little bit mad. Um, but no, I'm really glad I did it. And I do think I've got a much better handle now on my relationship with fashion. It's not, you know, I'm not finished yet. It's still a work in progress, but I'm definitely a lot better than I was a year ago. I'm sure we all are, aren't we? <laughs> we got to start somewhere <laughs> and all that. So how can people follow you online? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lauren Bravo, or one word. Um, and yeah, and then the book is called How to Break Up with Fast Fashion. So I'd really love it if people gave it a little read. And that should be available in all really good bookshops. So. All good bookshops. And please, you know, request it from your local independent bookshop if you don't want to order it from uh, Amazon. I'd love it if people did that as well. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on and having a chat with us. Oh, thank you so much. And best of luck with the book. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Bye. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.